Welcome to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. This is episode one, two, three. I am Justin. And I am Shauna Wood. <laughs> How are you, honey? I'm great. How are you? You look great. Thank you. Good. Thanks to everyone out there listening in the interwebs. I hope you have an awesome day. We keep having more and more listeners, so that is awesome. And we are talking today about... Enjoy the now. Enjoy the now. This is something we are both really working on. It is. And would you say it's been easy or hard? It's been a little bit difficult. <laughs> For you. <laughs> But the enjoyment level has made it a lot of fun. You have been more fun to be with. I feel like I've been more fun to be with. The COVID, this is one benefit of COVID. I feel like it's made us deal with our own junk at a different, whole different level. Yes. You dealing with your stuff, inner, inner working stuff, letting the Lord deal with your junk. The stuff that I've been like, yeah, that's something you need to deal with. <laughs> And I've been dealing with the stuff like, oh, yeah. You're like, yeah, that's something you need to deal with, you jerk. <laughs> no, you didn't say that, but you thought it probably. Okay, so. Enjoy the now. We have a great story from the book Hell Yeah or No by Derek. I think it's Sivers is how you pronounce his last name, S-I-V-E-R-S. And this is um, from his website. We'll put it in the notes. It's relaxed for the same result. And this is a great story. We, we came across this with Tim Ferriss, uh, something we read from him. And here's what Cyber says. A few years ago, I lived in Santa Monica, California, right on the beach. There's a great bike path that goes along the ocean for seven and a half miles. So, 15 miles round trip. On weekday afternoons, it's almost empty. It's perfect for going full speed. So a few times a week, I get on my bike and go as fast as I could for the 15-mile loop. That a boy. <laughs> I mean, really full-on, 100%, head down, red-faced sprinting. That's a great way to ride a bike. Uh, I'd finished exhausted, and look at the time. 43 minutes. Every time. Maybe a minute more on a really windy day, but basically always 43 minutes. I have been there doing runs or whatever. Just same time. It doesn't matter. After a few months, I noticed I was getting less enthusiastic about this bike ride. I think I had mentally linked it with being completely <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> so one day I decided I would do the same ride, but just chill. Take it easy, nice and slow. Okay, not super slow, but dialing it back to about 50% of my usual effort. And ah, what a nice ride. I was relaxed and smiling and looking around. I was barely giving it any effort. I saw two dolphins in the water. A pelican flew right over me and Marina Del Rey. When I looked up to say, wow, <laughs> the bird pooped in my mouth. <laughs> I changed a few words there, but I can still remember that taste of digested shellfish. I had to laugh at the novelty of it. <laughs> Um, I was, I'm usually so driven, always doing everything as intensely as I can. It, is so, it was so nice to take it easy for once. I felt I could do this forever without any exhaustion. When I finished, I looked at the time. 45 minutes. Wait, what? How could that be? Yep, 
I double checked, 45 minutes as compared to my usual 43. So apparently, all of that exhausting, red-faced, full-on push, push, push I had been doing had given me only a 4% boost. I could just take it easy and get 96% of the results. And what a difference in experience. To go the same distance in about the same time, but one way leaves me exhausted and the other way rejuvenated. I think of this often when I notice that I'm all stressed out about something or driving myself to exhaustion. I remember that bike ride and try dialing back my effort by 50%. It's been amazing how often everything gets done just as well and just as fast with what feels like half the effort. Which, which then makes me realize that half of my effort wasn't effort at all, but just unnecessary stress that made me feel like I was doing my best. Let me read that again. <laughs> I have that written down because I was like, we need to finish the show. This is such a good line. Yeah, which then makes me realize that half of my effort wasn't effort at all. It was just unnecessary stress that made me feel like I was doing my best. That is an awesome story. That is a really awesome story. Okay, podcast over. <laughs> and I feel like it's so timely because I personally, we recently did a podcast on spiritual disciplines. And so I have picked up a new spiritual discipline in that I am practicing the presence. And by that, I mean, I am practicing being in the present moment and awareness of God's presence with me in this moment. Yeah, and that is a great book, um, Brother Lawrence, Practicing the Present. I can't remember what it's called now. I'm completely blank. I think it he was. It was basically letters that someone finally wrote down after they kind of interviewed him. But um, he was like a soldier and did different things. But basically, he ended up being a monk in a monastery, and all he did was wash dishes. He was in charge of the dishwashing. And so he just decided to put his mind on the Lord the whole time he washed dishes. And it got to the point people would literally travel hundreds of miles just to be in his presence and to be in the Lord's presence as he washed dishes. Isn't Pretty that crazy. crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. So the result for me of doing this experiment with this new discipline has... Is that people like being around you more? <laughs> <laughs> is that apparently I am more fun to be with now. Yes. Um, but from my perspective, it has, life has just been so much more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Because when I'm fully present in the moment, I am not anxious about what's coming in the future. I am not stressed out about what's coming in the future. I am not regretful of what I have done in the past. I'm just purely plugged in and able to enjoy this moment, this breath, this sitting next to someone that I love, this doing an activity that I enjoy, and it's really been beautiful. Yeah, it has. We've spent, with our family devotions, which are sometimes chaotic and sometimes not very uh, consistent, but... We have still been going through the Sermon on the Mount, and we've spent like three days on the Do Not Worry passage at the end of Matthew chapter 6, and we read it, and then we just read it the next day again, because it was like everybody was getting so much out of it, just not worrying. 
And I think one of the keys to not worrying is you have to live in the right now. Yes. I saw a really great graphic recently. And so it said, where are you living? And it showed three options that you could live in the past, the present, or the future. And it said, if you live in the past, then things that characterize that are feelings of depression, regret, sadness, anger, hate, and asking why me. If you live in the present, it's characterized by peace, groundedness, contentment, joy, calm, and love. If you're living in the future, it's anxiety, worry, fear, stress, overthinking, and asking what if. So it's like a no-brainer if you looked at that chart, which one you would want to be in, right? Right. But it's, it's hard. Like, it's a spiritual discipline for me to be in the present because it doesn't come naturally. Right. And the Enneagram talks about this. Um, Enneagram numbers four, five, and nine usually focus on the past. And they're either um, regrets, or it can just be like fondness of the past, history. Like uh, the good the, old days. The good old days, or you might just like studying history, <laughs> like me, <laughs> right? But part of that is the Enneagram number, four, five, and nine. Um, P, the numbers that focus on the present are one, twos, and sixes, operate there more. And the people who are future-focused are usually the business people, <laughs> three, sevens, and eights. Um, a lot of like... Uh, modern churches are pastors are three, seven, and eight. It's always the future, um, and so every every there's not just negative. I guess I should say with looking at the past, there's not just negative with looking at the future. But if you're wired to look one way, you need to really stop and think about <laughs> the other ways of the past, the present, and the future. Looking, yeah, and that time orientation is so strong. Like I am. I am so focused on the future. Like, I'm that person when it comes to New Year's Eve. Like, I'm like, why do we bother talking about what happened this last year? Let's just look ahead. <laughs> like, it makes me crazy when everybody's like, let's recap the year. Here's You're the like, highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did I'm that like, already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all been there. Move on. Move on. <laughs> yeah. So, it has been like, it has really taken some grit to actually be in this present place um but the fruit of it not only emotionally but i feel like looking on my past week i still got a heck of a lot of stuff done like that bike ride you got it took maybe two more minutes <laughs> but you've got just a, a joy and a peace about you right yeah so it was like i'm still getting the most important things accomplished but i feel like the fruit of it not only have i enjoyed it more um, but I feel like the things that I produce, the things, my work was actually a higher quality. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the relationships, I would say, with the kids. Like, right. you've only wanted to kill them like a couple of times, I think. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for the first week of school, that was that pretty good. really good for the first week of school, <laughs> homeschool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, it forces us to reprioritize and accomplish um, only the most important things when we are focused on just fully being in the present. One thing, because you mentioned Tim Ferriss at the beginning of this, he um, had an article and he actually said he got this from someone else. Um, but just the phrase, no hurry, no pause. 
And so he said he writes that on a lot of his notebooks and binders just to remind himself he doesn't have to be at breakneck speed um, because it's all going to happen in the right timing. As long as he keeps taking that one next step, one next step, he's going to get to where he needs to go. Right. And I think just breaking that down, no hurry, no pause, uh, is really important because people assume if you're not hurrying, well, we've talked about this before. People in our society assume if you're not hurrying, if you're not looking frantic and busy, then you must be lazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like if you are calm and chilled, it must be like, well, you must not have done anything today. Because look at me. I've done all this stuff, and I've been a jerk the whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we live in a part of the country where there are a lot of Amish and Mennonite. And we have, I mean, probably friends is overextending it, but we have pleasant conversation relationship with um, a Mennonite family and one of the things that I've just noticed, I mean, they are such industrious. Let's explain Mennonite. They're, they're the ones they only wear, the ones that you're talking. There's there's different categories of okay. all these kinds of things. But where we live, the Amish are horse and buggy, right? And the Mennonites you're talking about have straw hats. They do drive vehicles that are painted black, right? And but so they, they don't have clothing them. wise, it's hard to distinguish at the store. Who's who. And so some of them, the Mennonites have electricity. The Amish don't. Where we live. Mostly. Where we live. Yeah, mostly. Anyway, so sorry. sorry, That was kind of assuming a lot. It's very complex. You want to talk about the (laughs) plain living? I love the complexity of the plain living uh, associations. and (laughs) I know. It's as fragmented as the rest of the church. Um, But... So they're very, very industrious people. I mean, quilts and canning and things just constantly being done, but it's not at a frantic pace. I mean, I've been over into their home multiple times when they were working on huge projects, and there was still just, you know, pleasant conversation happening, and it was all done very relationally. And yet at the end of the day, it still all got done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, no hurry, and then no pause. Meaning... It's just like the turtle and the the rabbit and the hare. What's it called? The hare and the tortoise. Tortoise and the hare. There we go. <laughs> Two animals <laughs> racing. <laughs> the tortoise was slow but steady. And I think that's the that's a problem in our society. I just don't see a lot of people steady. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm just consistently going to stick to this. Right. Like we just don't have that trained in our society anymore. We jump from thing to thing and shiny thing to shiny thing. But it's like, what are you steady in? Not a lot usually. Right. And I think that has to go back to the now. That's my whole point. It's like that steadiness is you. if you enjoy the now, you're enjoying the now, <laughs> you know? So it's like you can stay steady. But if you're always thinking about the future or past, you're going to be not happy. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, that no hurry, no pause if you're rushing and just in a mad dash is your general pace of life, you have to stop and catch your breath and reorient and that kind of thing. But when you're just in that steady movement, then you know where you're going, you've got your breath, you know, that kind of thing. You can continue on longer. Right. And think about the past, the present, future, just within our own family dynamics, right? Like within our own kids. If you can just... Like, I feel like if our goal this year, I feel like one of our goals this year, if we can just enjoy the now with our kids, like that's just going to help our relationship with them. It's going to show 
because you can say all the nice things you want to about your kids, but if you're a jerk and you're always only thinking about the past or the future, <laughs> like it leaves that hollow, like this isn't good enough, what I just did. Right. I just did all this work and you're telling me, oh yeah, now let's move on to the next thing. You know what I mean? Like there's not that flow of appreciation that happens in the relationship. So I feel like the now is the really only thing we have. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, guys, I would love to hear your thoughts on all of this. So please connect with us. You can find us on Facebook if you search for Less Stressed Family. You can find our website at lsfpodcast.com or you can connect with us on Shauna's Instagram account at Shauna Cherie Wood. Most of all, though, we want you to remember that you are valuable and what you do matters. Blessings. Thanks. Thanks.